In this edition of Choose Well Program Podcast, we talk about school culture, we talk about paradigm shifts, and we talk about what is the Choose Well Program. So thanks for joining us. If you want more information about Choose Well Program and all things we do, visit thechoosewellprogram.com. But in the meantime, check out this episode of the Choose Well Program Podcast. I like saying choose well. Oh, yeah. exactly is the focus of your choose well program it's about choosing well <laughs> it's still really? funny right it's still funny yeah so programs about of course choosing well but when you make better choice live better life is the thing better choice is better life but when i met you i was really just speaking to students i would come into classrooms do assemblies do small groups it was really great with your school because not only do we do the assemblies but we're able to come and do small classroom visits which i think it's great mm-hmm but since that time, I really have understood that it's more about the school culture and not just the kids. It's great to tell kids to choose well. It's great that they believe that message. But it's better when you have a culture, a school that's saying, hey, we believe in this message. We buy in this message. As teachers, we want to choose well. As parents, we want to choose well. And so that's what we're trying to do now. We're really trying to help schools for lack of a better term, create a better culture. Mm-hmm. I hate to say better culture. Like, I'm not saying your culture school is bad, but don't you want to have a better culture? Everybody wants to Always. be better, right? Yeah. And I think the culture is composed of educators, and I mean not just teachers, but yard duties and janitors and paraprofessionals, whatever their titles are, they are important too. And I just talked to some kids who can't stand the yard duties. And the reason is, they didn't say this, but I'm looking at observing from the outside in, that the yard duties don't have a relationship with these kids. Mm-hmm. The only relationship they have is don't do, stop, put your tray away. Yeah, it's negative from the get-go. There's no positive interactions allowing them to get to know them. They don't get those positive interactions to build a relationship right. with them, which almost makes me think, okay, how can I help build that relationship with them? Um but I'm like, oh, I can bring them in the classroom and do this. But do they have time? As, uh, consulting with some school, I thought, listen, we have to. You have to invite away. Number one, when I come and speak, I love to come speak to the whole school first. Mm-hmm. And and I, I will give a shout out to Red Bluff, you know, Elementary School District. They have been like the poster child for my for the Choose Well program mm-hmm. because when I first came, I did a professional development for two and a half hours with everybody, mm-hmm. every all the adults, every employee there, and from there we start working each school. And what happened was I'd show up on campus and they'd have to do the cafeteria for our assembly. There was no arguments. They knew who I was. There was mm-hmm. a relationship. They understood the message. They bought into the message. You, I had I had janitors. I had uh, lunch ladies wearing the Choose Well shirts. Mm-hmm. I mean, what does that say to kids about this message? Yeah. And so I think that has been just beautiful. So I think the yard duties should have been, they were there. And that was beautiful because now when I come on campus and I'm on recess, they know who I am. And I can sit and talk with them and the kids are going, hey, you know, Mr. Brown, there's some kind of, you know, clout there, right? Mm-hmm. Because they know me. I know their yard duty person. I think there's a relationship there. So I think bringing them into your classroom would be great. Play a game. Do something that's not just instructional, but create a shared experience with mm-hmm. the yard duty and they can have now you have a relationship. Yeah. And at some schools, we've done parent uh, family nights and some yard duty had come to parent night. And how awesome was to see a parent playing a minute to win it game against a, a yard duty person. And the kid is watching and cheering on. Guess what? Now they have a shared experience. Now when they're out there at recess, oh, I remember you did that with my mom. I remember. And not only that, 
Now I know your name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, one of our yard duty people is actually one of my closest friends and I love her. So I always um, talk her up to the class. I'm like, you know what? They, she's out there. She's an amazing person. I love her. And I always tell them how much she means to me. So I think that um, helps out a little bit, yeah. but I think it still would help just to bring her in the classroom. And, you know, um, another thing that got into my head as you were talking, you know, having everybody on the same page. It's like as parents, you want to be on the same page. You don't want to have two different um, parenting philosophies going on. And it's like, you know, you always want to be on the same page. And having the whole school be on the same page is just like being in a house, just like a family. We are a family at Lasten View, my school. We're a family. We all want to be on the same page with everybody loving on our kids and taking care of them. And um, this year has been tough for my class. I have two girls who've lost their moms. Mm. Oh, yeah, um, you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, one to cancer and one to a car accident. I have another student who lost a grandma that was like a mom. And I have another student who lost her uncle. And um, all four have really um, processed in different ways. And I've had help from our counselor helps out. And actually the one who, one of my kiddos who lost her mom has really bonded with our um, librarian who lost her son, one, one of her sons a couple of years ago to a drug overdose. So they have this special little bond and you know she goes every day and spends 15 minutes in the library with her, um, just having some quality time. And these are just, you know, loving on... Uh, I've had so many people come and help love on my kiddos um, in different ways, dealing with all this loss that we've had this year. And it's just, that's an example of yes of the community, of the family. It, it is. I mean, our job, is, what I want to do is not necessarily have a brand that you got to use my choose one message. We work mm-hmm. with schools that, that use PBIS or use... Uh, uh, second step, we can go, use the other program, um, Six Pillars of Character. We can work with all that. My job is to, hey, how can we get that message to everyone? So if I'm making a, a video or doing a talk about Six Pillars of Character mm-hmm. and you as a t- educator are, and if the, the librarian knows the same language mm-hmm. with the kid, it makes a difference. And what you just, the story you just told really helps me to say to educators, yard duty, professional, whatever you are, never underestimate the power of a moment. Mm-hmm. That even though you're not the main teacher in the classroom, you still have a, a powerful impact, the ability, the opportunity to impact these kids. Mm-hmm. Because these kids may resonate with you more than their teacher. Yeah. Because maybe because you're not focused on homework with them. You're not. It's a different relationship. And I want to empower those educators and understand no matter what you do, you are part of education system for these kids. And you're helping them not just in the X and O's because growing is not just about learning your math and reading. It's about being a better person and understanding mm-hmm. life and processing things. And so going through a death and meeting someone, your librarian who lost someone, man, that's connection. Yeah. And that's something that she can give that you couldn't give, but that doesn't mean you're better or less than or worse than yeah. <laughs> you're just different. And I think I want all educators to understand they have a role, even though they're different, they all have an important place. And even like I had a special relationship with the lunch ladies, mm-hmm. like lunch crew. They're my people. They <laughs> fed me every day. And I was and they were not. They gave me extra food sometimes. <laughs> Leftover apple crisp. That was my jam back in the oh, day. Sounds <laughs> so good. I love apple crisp. And I, I want to empower them. So I think working with the educators is important. Working with the 
the uh, the students. I love that, but also working with the parents um, because sometimes we leave the parents out. Let's say your school does um, restorative justice, like that. That's been a big um, thing in some schools I work with, and we never take time to show the parents what that is. We send the flyer home along with other 12 other pieces of paper that may or may not make it to the parent. And if they do, is the parent read all 12 of them, single line informational stuff, not, most of them won't even read it. Mm-hmm. But I had a parent say to me one day she was upset because her son was in a restorative, restorative circle and she didn't know where one was. Why is my son a restorative? What is it? You know, and I think, how do we include parents in the same language? And that's what we want to do to choose our program. Mm-hmm. So I want to help schools. And so you can say I'm a consultant in a sense because it's not about my program necessarily. I think the choose well message can go along with any message. I don't care what you're doing. I've worked with schools to do the kindness, respect, safety and caring, all that. Guess what? Choose kindness. Like my shirt says, I choose responsibility. I believe we can go along with it, but we want to help schools create a school culture. Once I talk to the kids, they go home talking about Mr. Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so we've had family nights to follow up those assemblies and parents would come. I mean, we packed out Buckeye School of the Arts. The gym was packed. It was it blew our minds. Like we were not prepared for how many people came to that event. I'm it, sure those kids were dragging their parents. Yes. There. And that's what I got every time. Parents like I, I, I didn't want to come. My daughter would not stop begging me mm-hmm. to come. We had an ice cream social there. It was over 500 people in that room. Oh, that's awesome. I, I got, I got all, oh. I mean, it was overwhelming. Like it took so long to feed the people and it was just ice cream because mm-hmm. we weren't expecting that many people. Yeah. And so being there and being able to play some minute to win it games with parents, it was so funny because what we would do, we'd have these nights. I would give a message, letting the parents know who I am, have kids come up, do stuff. Um, we're playing music, having mm-hmm. people dance. We had activities. And back then, the song Whippin' Nene was really big, right? It was like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it's in your head now, right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> that earworm, right? <laughs> so that song was big back then, right? So, of course, yeah. we, we played it. And I, I always controlled the music because I didn't want, I, I don't listen to a lot of the music kids listen to. And I didn't want the stuff like, you know, stuff out there now. Mm-hmm. It's a family mm-hmm. event. So I would bring up the old stuff like Michael Jackson, One Family Night. I, I dared this kid. I had to rock on the microphone. I was like, hey, do you think your mom would get up and dance Michael Jackson? She's, he's like, yeah. Then you should ask her. He said, yeah. I walked over. Will you do it? She said, yes. She got up in front of everybody and started doing Michael mm-hmm. Jackson dance. It was hilarious, right? That's awesome. But it was connective. Yeah. So going back to Family Night at Buckeye. So we the kids did the Whippin' Nene. And at the end of the night, I said, if any parent, kids, if you get your mom to come here to whip, Whippin' Nene with you, you get a free wristband. I had parents up there shaking their legs, like, break your legs, you know. But before that, we had parents show the kids that they had dances, too, mm-hmm. like that. And so we had them do the Macarena. Mm-hmm. So I have a video of all the teachers, the, the principal, uh, some kids came up, all doing the Macarena. Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about an experience. And that's what what I wanted to, that night to be about for them hearing the message, the parents hearing what I talk about to their kids, they have the same message, but also to have a shared experience. Cause most parents don't have a shared experience with their kids, except dragging your kids to the mall mm-hmm. or, or dropping them off at the mall, uh, making them go to the grocery store if you want to. Um, and even that nowadays, the kids are on phones or tablets or parents go watch their kids play, but you're watching. That's great. You support mm-hmm. them, but you're not doing anything together. And so family nights are meant for that. So I've learned over the years that it's not just about the, the kids, the students we speak to, but how do we help engage the culture to engage each other and create a culture 
of a school that is one that's choosing well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can make that can mean a lot of things. You know, how we treat each other, how we talk to each other, a lot of things. But if I can be a catalyst coming from outside in, it's been great at some of our schools. Yeah. We've had the last couple of years, um, we have family literacy night and family math night. And um, we offer free dinners. And You feed them, they will come? Yes. <laughs> but, you know, we still, it's, it's the same families. And mm-hmm. it's the same maybe... 50 families. And, and you want to you know, reach more families. Yeah, we want more there. We mm-hmm. want more interaction. And um, we want more involvement. We want more caring. Well, let me uh, let me just... Emphasis. And I think part of that is, again, a cultural issue. Mm-hmm. I have a friend who works in Chicago. She's a, she's a teacher. She teaches preschool or kindergarten. I think she switched back and forth. But she has a lot of parents who are immigrant parents. Mm-hmm. And they don't speak the language very well. Um and they were having all these events for, for the parents and they were having them at five o'clock. Yeah. Not a good time. Mm-hmm. And so they started trying to offer stuff on Saturdays mm-hmm. and more parents start coming. Hmm. She would actually call the parents. She would text the parents and she got in trouble for texting parents at one point because it wasn't an approved communication channel. Right. Yeah. And so I think sometimes schools have to look at how we do things to really relate with parents. And I think there's a paradigm shift that needs to happen with schools too. Because the paradigm shift is, hey, give me give me your kid and I will educate them, right? Mm-hmm. The paradigm shift should be, hey, how can I make the parent and the kid the hero of their own story? Mm-hmm. I'm simply the guide. Yeah. In Star Wars, there's a guide, right? Mm-hmm. There's a hero, right? Who's the guide in Star Wars? You can, you can educate me about Star Wars right now. Um, definitely. Well, if you go back to the original trilogy, <laughs> it would definitely be Luke. Luke is a hero, right? Mm-hmm. Who, who taught him? Who, who was like his mentor? Yoda. Yoda, right? So Yoda wasn't the hero, right? But mm-hmm. Yoda helped Luke reach his potential. Yes. Luke was the hero of his own story. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need to help these kids and parents be. It is not about the education, be educator being the hero. You're not the hero. Mm-hmm. You're the guide. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you can help guide the kid to take responsibility and ownership of his own story, the same thing is true for parents. How can we get these parents to empower them? Because the truth is, some parents, especially depending on economics and background, they feel like failures. I've had parents talk to me about feeling they hated education because they didn't do well. Yeah. And now they feel stupid because the, the teacher knows everything mm-hmm. and trying to help the kid and they feel like they're left out. And sometimes you will get te- parents kind of being angsty yeah. toward the teacher mm-hmm. because there's this disconnect. So as a teacher, how can you step back and say, okay, how can I make this mom, this single parent mom with three kids, how can I make her the hero of her kids' lives? If, and so that means we may do some things differently about how yeah. we have our events when we mm-hmm. schedule our events. And that's going to take a lot because you got teacher contracts, you got all these things and how many hours are supposed to work. But can we do some adjustments to get those parents to come? Now, some don't want to come. But how, yeah. again, we, my job is to work to figure out how I can get them to come. Yeah. And maybe bringing in me like like the school did brought parents who never showed up because their kids were so excited about my message. And again, it's not about me. I don't want it to be about me. I want yeah. it to be about if I need to be the catalyst to change, I'm willing to do that. And, and see, s- I feel exactly the same way. I'd go on a Saturday. Tell me when to show up. I'll be there. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 all about it. I've always been. I mean, it was nice. It was easy when my daughter went to my school because I was the parent and I was the teacher and I was right. at everything. But, you know, it's like I still am, you know, and you talk about the text messaging just came to my mind. I've been giving my cell phone number out to my families for oh, at least six, seven <laughs> years now. Yeah. 
And I don't mind. I tell, I, I, granted, I'm a single parent of a kid, of an only child who's away in college. But even when she was home, it's like I've never had anybody abuse my cell phone and text me at crazy hours asking me crazy right. questions. You know, I tell them I'm accessible. You know, if you need anything, let me know. If it's past eight o'clock, there's a good chance I could be asleep. You know, I wake up early. I'm just, <laughs> I'm well, an early morning person. Kids just say, you know? I'm cool. Mr. Brown, you're so cool. Look, I go to bed at nine o'clock. I'm bald head. <laughs> I'm not cool, but I'm glad you can relate with me and connect. And I think that's the, and I guess I'm not, I'm not telling schools to say, hey, you got to do stuff on Saturday. It's not that, mm-hmm. the, 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 please don't hear me wrong. I'm saying look for innovative ways in different ways because we've been trying the same stuff mm-hmm. and it's not working. And even yeah. when we do our events, we have to ask ourselves the question, is the event based on what we're going to tell the parent? Is it an educational, informational thing where we're, again, we're the experts, we're mm-hmm. telling you how to do things, or do we create environments where we can participate together and we can even learn as educators? Mm-hmm. Can we learn from our parents, learn from their schedule, know who they are? We talked about the smile technique, you mm-hmm. know, set the authority, maintain authority. I like the word invest and learn. Are we taking time to learn our families that mm-hmm. we're serving? Yeah. And again, this isn't meant to be a put down. It's meant to be just thinking about it. How do we process differently? Because there's lives at stake. What you do in education can save lives, can save generations. And how can we connect with these families to make these parents a hero of their own story and then ultimately making the kids feel like I'm the hero. I mm-hmm. am the, the captain of my ship because they are. Yeah, they are. And so that's what the Choose Well program is trying to do. And there's a lot. But um, working with schools, we've we've got uh, several school districts that have bought in and mm-hmm. we're serving them. And I've done a lot of things. I've done, you know, parenting videos. I've, and it's not about parenting videos. Hey, Parents do better. It's like, hey, like I did a video call. It's time to press the reset button mm-hmm. um, through the pandemic. Everybody was struggling. I'm mm-hmm. a parent. We changed some stuff with our kid. And so we had to press the reset button as family and ask ourselves, what are our values? What do we really value? Because that can help us work through any kind of issues. Yeah. Because there'll be new issues to come. But what values do we have that will help us get to the next place? Not being a super dad or super parents, but we're learning together. And so I've been able to do that. I love doing uh, educators, uh, professional development with educators. And mine is this. I remember I spoke at uh, Folsom and I was part of a whole day of professional education. They had a lot of stuff streaming, had these big companies, doctors, all this kind of stuff. And when I got done with mine, two people came up to me and said, thank you, because everything else we heard today was about what we have to do in our classroom. Mm-hmm. But your presentation is about us as people. Yeah. And my main message, I'll give it to you right now, is, uh, and I might have done it with your school too, um, your district. Um, it is about self care, and mm-hmm. is if my output exceeds my input, my upkeep will be my downfall. Yeah, the idea, you gotta take care of yourself. Like you, as a teacher, because if you're teaching, you're not doing it for the money, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're doing it because you care. Yeah, and sometimes you run yourself ragged. I would like people asking, "What's your dream job?" Like. I literally wouldn't do anything else. This is my dream job. You know, I don't want to be an administrator. Yep. I don't <laughs> I, I don't do this for the money. I do this regardless of how much I get paid. This is my heart. You know, we do it because this is our hearts. That's what you want to do. Yeah, I can't imagine doing anything else. Right. And I don't think there's anything wrong for some people who are in education and they want to move up. And, and I've heard teachers say, that, you know, I love the classroom, but I think I can make a bigger impact in administration. And that's that's each zone. I really want to help school districts and schools 
respect each other. Mm-hmm. Like there's this whole battle between the administration and teachers and paraprofessionals and who's better. Look, we're different, but we're all equal. Mm-hmm. You all play a vital role. That's why I call you all educators. And there shouldn't be this one up and one down or because of whatever reason. Listen, what you're a part of is bigger than you. And therefore, you need to make sure you get yourself out your own way. In a yeah. sense. But understand, if you're not an administrator, hey, great. I'm grateful for people. And even in our, our the Choose Well group, I'm grateful for people who work with me who are who are detailed people who work in the office who would never want to be in front of this microphone. And I really, really appreciate people who are different from me. And we're working together to create an end goal. And education can be a beautiful thing when we choose this. When we choose to agree to disagree, but commit to cooperate. Mm-hmm. When we say, you know what? We're not going to agree on all this stuff. We're not going to agree on how all this stuff goes on. I'm, I might not agree with everything my administrator says. I won't agree with all the stuff that comes down from the state and all that kind of stuff. I, I, I know. I won't. I won't. But how can I commit to cooperate? To agree to disagree, because that's going to happen, but commit to cooperate. I think that's a big message that maybe a lot of people need to hear these days. The whole world, like our whole country. Yeah, yeah. I And I, I, I know we're going to disagree, and I see it in schools, but if we have the same heart to say, we want kids to succeed. We want this school culture to succeed. Because the truth is, we should be concerned about everybody succeeding on our campus. Mm-hmm. This is We're about success. And what if kids saw that modeled? In their schools. Could mm-hmm. you imagine what that looks like? Because kids know when teachers don't like each other. Yeah. They know when, and because you don't have to like each other, but respect each other. Like, I remember I spoke at a school one day, and I, this school I was on campus once a month, and it was so cool. We even had a special handshake. It was called the Alta Mesa uh, handshake. It was mm-hmm. a special little handshake we did. And uh, I remember I came on campus one day, these two little girls, I just love these little girls. They, they ran to me, they're like, Mr. Brown, our teacher says your name funny. <laughs> How do you say Mr. Brown funny? I think they were saying he says with an attitude like he's not happy that I'm coming to the classroom oh, or he's not okay. happy about. And I remember and this teacher was he was old school and I appreciate that. And some sometimes old school teachers don't see the need for this essay, social emotional mm-hmm. learning part or, you know, doing stuff like that's not just academics. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was in his classroom up front speaking, following up an assembly and uh, he was sitting over here and he was like, you know, just straight face. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you could tell his attitude wasn't the greatest and the kids could see it too right they know him right and my goal was to make him smile at some point mm-hmm. and I did and when he cracked a smile I was like got him <laughs> you know um, and, and it was because I wanted just to see hey I want the kids to see he's a person too he's human he can laugh even though he may not appreciate the fact that he's given up some of his instructional time for mm-hmm. this choose well message um, but those kids needed it mm-hmm. and they really appreciated it we, we can we can work together. And I think kids need to see us model some of this behavior. Because it's one thing for, listen, for us as adults to tell kids all, and they feel it, hey, respect, safety, response, kindness. And they don't see kindness coming from us. Mm-mm. And even even if they don't see kindness coming from us, if they if they see us make mistakes and apologize for those mistakes, that can, can be better. Like if they see me not being kind to a fellow teacher and I apologize to that teacher and to the students and say, hey, we had an argument in front of you and I'm so sorry. And, and you know what that would do for our kids? Yeah. Oh, it's it's huge when you model it for them. And that's what the Choose Well program is about. And I, I guess we had a fancy, cool way. And we're working on that. Working on a mm-hmm. fancy, cool way to say it very concise, um, but helping build better school cultures. Um, and that includes everybody. And mm-hmm. it's not that we come in as experts. We come in as an outsider saying, hey, this school has some things. What can we, how can we help? 
build on what's there. Have you seen a shift? Have they noticed a shift in culture and maybe positivity? And yes. Things that are I've gotten good a lot. Things? I've met with administrators. I really appreciate them. And they've told me some things. Actually, um, I won't give the name of the school, but one school, it was so interesting. We did a Zoom um, to kick off this year because mm-hmm. we didn't, didn't do in yeah. person. And uh, I gave a message and we talked about values and actually we walked them through a whole process of looking at their about what they value. Cause we're, you know, it was all kind of vision being school year, every school, whether in person mask, all these things. Right. And I had them step back and say, Hey, what do you really value? What do you value? So we walked through this process of figuring out their individual values uh-huh. because if they do that for themselves, then they come in a room with teachers. Hey, what values match up? What do we as a school culture, what do we value? And then that's going to help us make decisions when we move forward. Yeah. So we did that. Um, and I got a few responses, which was great. I met with an administrator. She said, you know, let me tell you the story. We had a meeting with our staff and we started going sideways. Things started going kind of downward. And one of the teachers who aren't, hasn't known to be the most positive one stopped everything and said, you know, Mr. Remember what Mr. Brown said? And she started quoting what I said <laughs> and started, she, she got everybody back on task. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and the principal was so impressed because this teacher wasn't the most positive one all the time Mm -hmm. but she saw the need of seeing the value so they can move forward so yeah i've heard all kind of stories like that and it's been great i don't take credit for it because i I say look we work together because working with administration working superintendents has been amazing process um to get to that place to where we can have the same message and Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things is when schools buy into the message and they have what's called choose well wednesday Mm -hmm. when all the staff is wearing like you're wearing choose well shirt (laughs) and in their school colors. Mm-hmm. And so every Wednesday, you got teachers wearing Choose Well shirts. And it's a beautiful thing because it's a constant reminder. Kids are wearing Choose Well mm-hmm. shirts. Parents are wearing Choose Well shirts. Yeah. And it's been great. I think I, I will start a Choose Well Wednesday at my school. And we, hey, and they can get the merch. Uh, visit yeah. the website, choosewellprogram.com. <laughs> and get your merch. We should, we should come up with a podcast discount. What do you think? Now, that sounds good to me. Hey. Yeah, choose well. So we'll, we'll, we'll create a, a 15% discount for our podcast uh, listeners. Maybe I need to um, make sure all of my class gets a t-shirt and we'll have Choose Well Wednesday. And let's get them. And we can order them in your school, shirt, your school colors. That would be awesome. 